to episode 20 of In the Life of a Self-Publishing Mama. How you doing since the last time we spoke? Those pins are still moving? You still making progress? Hmm? Yes, I hope so. How you had a long week? An easy week. Well, whichever way it went for you, I hope that you're able to relax your mind during this episode while you think about how you're going to get to the next level. You know, I'm all about uplifting and encouraging you along your journey because I'm going through this journey myself as well. So, in episode 20, it's just going to be straight to the point, sweet, (laughs) like me, (laughs) sweet like me, (laughs) we're going to be talking about my update on my book, and we are going to be talking about Dr. Seuss, Seuss. Many of us grew up with Seuss in our homes, but we'll get to that, okay? So let me go ahead and tell you all where you can find me, just a little short snippet. You can always find me on Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pandora, iHeart. Um... This just to name a few off the top of my head. <laughs> um, oh, did I say Spotify? I always forget to say Spotify. Um, but that's just to name a few. If you're not already following me, follow me on the gram and Facebook at Bryla J Publishing. That's my handle. Visit me on my website at www.brylajpublishing.com to subscribe for updated information so you can be in the know. All that's out the way. So let's talk about my update real quick on my book. I am at a standstill. This is what I'm talking about. When you are on this self-publishing journey, you don't know what you're going to run into, and you have to risk manage, okay? Because the tentative month that my book is to be published was supposed to be this month in March, So, what's the holdup? Well, we are completely done with illustrations. The issue, oh, and the final payment has been done, okay? Because that was how I would get my, um, my book released to me because I need to do a final, uh, I would say a final look over on grammar, 
have my editor to do that and um, anything else that I need to look over. So what I, I'm not pleased about the typesetting. I'm not pleased. I really, really do like my illustrator. I really, really do. We have connected along this process. But um, everybody has strengths and weaknesses. And his strengths are in book cover designs, illustrations, hands-on. His weakness, I feel like, is in typesetting. What I mean by typesetting, I'm talking about laying out the... um, the text in the book and and some of you might be thinking isn't that easy look here when you in it it's not that easy and I'm really really critical about how I want the finished product to look I'm really critical about it and as I should be, because why? This is my baby. I have invested time and money into it, so it better be to my satisfaction. So that's why I choose to be picky or why I can be picky, um, because it's not there. It's like at <clears throat> 95%. But I just need the typesetting to be right, to set the book off. And I feel like it's not there. I just, mm, it don't move me in a certain way in my soul. And so I'm going to look over it today, give some more thoughts. So I know I had told you all that I was bringing in a third person as a consult. But I think I'm going to let this person do the typesetting. I've seen her work, and it is gorgeous work. And so I sent out a text, well, a DM to her. And I hope that she gets back with me and says that she can do it, but I want to see a sample. So I need her to sign a non-disclosure form. Um send over uh, one of the illustrations or two let her do her thing to it and send it back to me and if I like what she did then we can sign a contract I can be her client and she can do the work for me and get it done I need it done I need it done come on now I hate roadblocks I hate it But I'm not surprised. Um, I'm not surprised. I don't know. And I have to ask my illustrator. Because I I, I hate... I have... Thus far, I have had a good experience overall with the company and the illustrator. But when I first started this process, this journey... Because, you know, I have 100 million... And one questions. And I was told. And was up under the. 
assumption that there would be another person who was skilled in typesetting that was going to do uh, the word formatting on the, the book after the illustrations were done. That's what I was led to believe. And it was not told to me that it would be the illustrator that would do it. I'm not saying illustrators can't do it, but if that's not really your strength, then I would have liked to have been told the truth up front. That, or, or maybe there was a person and that person left. I don't know. But either way, I should have been kept in the loop about it. Either way, I should have been informed. So, that part I don't like being misled because now I'm in a dilemma where I don't like the the layout of the text and it's wasting time and money. So, here I am trying to hurry up and get someone to do it. I hope that this person responds back. Um, this she was recommended to me by another writer. Also, there's another guy that was recommended to me um, by another writer as well. So, if she don't respond, then I'm going to try to reach out to this other person. But, seriously, typesetting should not cost that much. It shouldn't cost $1,000 to lay some words and, you know, uh, make it um, appealing Because I'm not asking for a lot of, you know, I'm not asking for a lot of words to be emphasized or, you know, to be, you know, in children's books, text can be doing a whole lot of different things. You know, it can be um, in different fonts. It can be emphasized. It can be squiggled. It can be... Look, yeah. I'm not asking for some major, 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 major stuff. But I am asking for it to be done right to my liking. So, that's where I am. If you can't tell in my voice (laughs) that I am so... uh, I'm disappointed. And I'm just trying to keep moving forward and be proactive and find somebody. Because I'm going to find somebody to finish the formatting, the typesetting on this darn book. Now, will it interfere with it being published? Hopefully, it'll be published before the end of March. Oh, God. Anyway. So, let's talk about (laughs) Seuss. Many of us grew up with Seuss in our homes. I am one of them. But, to be honest, I have never, ever been a crazy Dr. Seuss book fan. I remember in first grade, um, my class did Green Eggs and Ham where we were the teachers actually made green eggs for us and I think we had some ham 
that's always going to be with me as a childhood memory. But for those of you who are on Instagram, um, there's a profile called The Conscious Kid. The Conscious Kid. I'm following them. I love them because they're real, very informative. But they posted something on the matter. I'm just going to read what they posted, okay? Dr. Seuss, anti-black published work. And some of these books, I don't personally remember. But there is some imagery of black people looking like monkeys. If you're on Instagram, go to The Conscious Kid and look at the post. They have the the images on their post. Okay? In the darkest Africa. I guess that's supposed to be a black person on some type of animal that look that looks retarded. But look like a monkey. Look blackface. And then there's another one where I guess this guy is there in the jungle with some white guy and the native. Why? He looked like a monkey. One of the villagers, and he got big lips, not saying that people of color, especially African-American or African people, we don't have full lips. We do. They're gorgeous. But then some people take it out of context and try to um, make fun of it. Hmm. While we in style, people trying to inject their lips, butts, and hips. Hmm. And then there's one. Sorry, I should have uh, did a pre-warning um, for this um, podcast, but I'm gonna go ahead and drop one right here. If you have a child, or if you sensitive yourself, you may want to fast forward this part probably. A minute or two. This next one has two white men who look like salesmen. Black people that look like monkeys. And there's a sign that says, Take home a high grade nigger. For your wood pal satisfaction guaranteed. I never seen these books, but I'm not saying that they don't exist. Then there's another one where there's a sailor, they're on a boat, and then there's a mermaid. All the characters are black. They look like monkeys. 
the mermaid is sitting on top of a rock with her breast exposed. She looks like a mermaid, kind of depicting um, the natives of Africa, because as you know, <clears throat> in certain villages, they don't wear clothes. But I don't like this. It's very, um, very distasteful. Don't like it at all. And then, there's another one where it looks like a man and a wife is at home. They look like monkeys. And the woman is bent over washing clothes. And of course, they emphasize her behind, how big her butt is. And the description is disgusted wife. This is what she quotes to her man. You you hold a job worthless. Say nigga, when you all hold a job a week, mosquitoes will brush their teeth, will flee and like and like it. Flint and like it. Fleet, flint. Hmm. So, here we are, badgering a black man, a black woman, badgering her husband. Our black men have been badgered. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that for the ones that's out there that's not doing right, you need to be. And you know who I'm talking about. The ones out there who are not taking care of their responsibility. Having kids left to right. Not holding a job down. You're still living at home with your mama because you've never ever left. To stand on your own two feet. You have nothing going for yourself. No hopes, no dreams. And you want to blame society for your mishap. Yeah, you need to be talked about. But for the black men men that's out there getting it done, holding it down, holding the jobs down, taking care of their responsibility, honoring their wife raising their kids to be respectful citizens a driving force in the community a mentor okay hopes and dreams being accomplished accomplished because they chasing after them there's a beacon of light strong-willed you do to be praised
And there are people like that in every race, in every race. You have slackers, and you have achievers. But what I don't like, especially depicted in this, is when it's trying to say that all black men are worthless. I got a problem with that. And why I got a problem with that is because I got, I have a husband, I have a father, I have brothers, and I have a father-in-law that are, are all worthy black men. They ain't not perfect. But they all worthy. Oh, and a nephew. Don't forget my nephew. He'll be going off to college soon. In about two years. And I got a younger nephew on the way. He's in elementary. On his way to manhood. And one day he'll be off to college. So, yeah. I don't like this because this is how society tries to to paint our, our men. Like I said, you do have some, some outliers, but every race has some, out, some outliers. another one native native in the jungle off of Madagascar looking like a monkey depiction now we in the zoo if I ran the zoo that's the name I think of the book black people looking like monkeys and then the story of the cat in the hat how the cat in the hat in the hat came about and it said Dr. Phil Neal has done important research on how the Cat in the Hat was based on blackface performance, racist images, and popular culture in actual African Americans. Blackface. Hmm. Cat in the Hat. And then it goes on to say how the Cat in the Hat appearance came about. In the cat, the cat in the hat was inspired by a black woman named Annie Williams, who was an elevator operator 
at the Boston offices of Seuss Publishers. I guess Seuss and another colleague um, were in the middle of creating a children's book or character, and she was the elevator operator. And she had on, um, it was her mannerisms, and she had on white gloves. A sly smile and her color hair. The cat in the hat is black and white, but mostly black. So this is where the white gloves come from. The smile that the cat always has and the 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 coloring of the character. And along with blackface performance. And I apologize in advance if you hear my daughter crying in the background. But what do you all think about all of this? I read an article that the New York Library refuses to discontinue the six Dr. Seuss books. That they will continue to um, have them in the library to be checked out because they don't discriminate. These are all published works by Dr. Seuss and shows how he depicts black people as not human. Seuss continuously draw African and African Americans as monkeys and apes. Hmm. With white men being depicted in the story looking like humans. While all using the N-word, nigger. He has published so many of these in newspapers and magazines that there are too many to share. If you are thinking, but not in his children's books, yes, in his children's books. The black people in his children's books are depicted as shirtless, shoeless monkeys. Such as in the book, If I Ran the Zoo. continue to read the Conscious Kid post. It seems like Dr. Seuss participated in some black blackface performances himself, exploiting black people's stereotypes for profit and mark black people in their culture. Hmm. We always been the trending culture that Everyone wants to be like. My husband called them culture vultures. When a certain style, look, dance come out, 
hairstyle, whatever, fashion, whatever. We always at the forefront of trending and making an impact on society. Then other people won't always come behind us and say that they created that, they came up with that. Why people want to claim that Cleopatra is white. Or that many of the powerful empires were just white. As if blacks in Africa never had any powerful empires. We know we did. And that everything that's invented is not invented by us or we pushed off to the back. So many of our ideals have been stolen and wiped off to be to belong to somebody else. So what are your thoughts? I would love to hear them. You know, you can always DM me on Facebook, Instagram. Send me an email on my website, www.brylajpubching.com or send me a voice chat on Anchor. I just want to leave you all with this. I had three or four Dr. Seuss books in my daughter's collection. I didn't buy them. They were gifts. But I never read the Dr. Seuss books to my daughter because I have never, ever, 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 ever been a fan of his. Mostly because I don't give a darn rat's butt about the storyline and and the fictional words. The made-up words, the the rhyming, and the I don't. That's not my style. So I can never really get with Seuss. I don't really care about him. But of course, after this came out. They had to get out. Because as a writer, me and Seuss, we don't represent the same vision. We don't represent the same literature. My literature just isn't for African Americans or kids of color or African kids. No. Like, my literature is for all kids. I'm not biased. So, no, nobody in my book will be looking like some animals, some apes, some monkeys. I 
and that pisses me off because reputation representation matters and then they wonder why black writers are on the fight and on the rise because our kids come across stuff that depicts them in a way that's less than human that's some bull crap We about that change. You about that change. Whatever it is that you write in, you are a writer that's about change, making an impact. Use your talent for good. If they intimidated by you, that's their fault. If they're afraid of you, that's their fault. They afraid and intimidated by your intellect. That's a coward-ass move. To be intimidated by somebody else's intellect or their willingness for, for change, for unity. Excuse my French. But yeah, I'm pissed off. Because this is the fight that we're in. As writers. Especially, it doesn't matter what your genre is. It needs to be more of us representing. Our voices don't need to be silenced. We got to fight for everything. And I'm not asking stuff to be given. But God darn it. I'm going to leave y'all with that. leave y'all with that so yeah what's your take on Seuss I would love to know but until we meet again I hope you all continue to move those pins use your talent be a driving force Don't let nobody deter you or tell you where you are are good at. You might be good for this section, but you're not good for the, the, no. People always want to put you in a box. Don't let nobody put you in a box. You create your own rules. March to the beat of your own drum. Stay true to yourself. 
Continue to use your voice. Continue to use your writings. It's funny how when people are dead wrong, they're always trying to silence you. Because they don't want you to make any noises so they get figured out. That's some bull. We about that change. Stay blessed. And thank you for joining me for another episode of In the Life of a Self-Publishing Mama.